Are we recording? Yeah, we are live. Oh, we are live. Okay. We're just, live from the blanket I'm room. I'm not going to move. I'm in a slightly uncomfortable position, but I feel like I can't compromise our sound <laughs> Don't quality. Don't fucking move, Elle. <laughs> Let's do this. Do this. Let's do this. Welcome to Love is Like a Plant, a podcast about love, heartbreak, dating, relationships, sex, intimacy, and everything in between. My name is Elle, and I'm the founder of Mend, an app that helps you through a breakup. You can think of us like a personal trainer, but for your love life. And I'm Sarah May, and I'm the host of a podcast called Help Me Be Me, and I am the creator of the Breakup Album. So today we're talking about boundaries, and it's maybe one of our juiciest episodes yet. Uh, but before we get there, I just want to talk about the fact that we're on a field trip right now, and we're actually not recording from our normal padded studio space. Um, we're actually at my house, and we're surrounded we by pillows. It's like an adult fort situation. Pretty um, exciting. Yeah. You but can't hurt yourself in this room. <laughs> you definitely can't. Um, and it makes me want to take a nap. I feel <laughs> like I'm in kindergarten. Um, but makes me want to wear a onesie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're here because we actually couldn't find the time this week to get into the studio. So we figured better than not recording is to just fit it in when we can, where we can, which is at home. And we've both been super busy. We were just catching up on all the exciting stuff that's going on right now. Um, but Sarah, what are you, I know you've been like crazed. You're also going to a lot of weddings, right? Oh my God. It's like wedding season. Yeah. May is like the most popular wedding month apparently. And everybody I know is getting married. So that's good. It's also very exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> you have all your weekends accounted yeah. for. But in between that, um, I'm launching a new site, which will kind of take the place of Teaspoon of Happy and Help Me Be Me, and it's called Yay With Me, and that's going to be coming out soon. So that's exciting, and it's going to have better UX, cooler photos, all that stuff, and um, I'm going to offer some more stuff. So that's exciting. And you have big news. Yeah. Well, I love your site now, so I'm so excited to see the new version. Oh, cool. And I also know how big of an undertaking that is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we are cranking away at MEND headquarters. Um, we are very, very close to submitting our app to Apple. Yay. And, yeah, super, super exciting. So we've been working on this app for the past five, almost six months. And I mean, this is something I've been thinking about for years, so it's kind of hard to believe that it's just around the corner, but very soon you will be able to download our app from the app store. Ooh. Yeah. Right now we've just been testing with a smaller group of beta testers, but, um, that's why we're in an adult four right now, <laughs> surrounded by sheets. <laughs> A comfy recording studio. A very comfy recording studio. Actually much more space than our usual our usual room. Um, so today we're talking about boundaries and this is something that, you know, it's an important to think about your boundaries when it comes to yourself and friendships and family members. Uh, but also when it comes to your romantic life, right? Definitely. Um, and in relationships. So 
we have a few things we wanted to cover. Uh, I'm looking at the bullet list and it's so fun. It's like porn, strip clubs, <laughs> group sex. Lap dances. Um, but let's start with, I like, I like the lead into this subject, which is about porn and whether, um, how, how you can handle uh, people watching porn in relationships and whether or not it's okay if you need to set boundaries around it or guidelines. Um, and then I think one question that's interesting is, is porn kind of like cheating? Is it a little bit like an affair, even though maybe it's a fake affair? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Lobbed that giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a heavy question. Well, it's tough. I mean, I feel like porn now is like, uh, I don't know. It's taken on new dimensions just with the live component. And I feel like the person-to-person -person element makes it feel like it's not, you know, it, it, there is a weird layer to Wait. it. <laughs> I feel like I'm totally in the dark. Are you talking about live porn, like an exhibitionist show that you go to? Because I just read about that in, I think the LA times or something, but <laughs> oh, what like are you talking dominatrix? about? No, well, there's like a lot of, um, kind of chat room type oh, of porn okay, yeah, where yeah, you're okay. interacting with real people yes. or, or there are kind of, you know, live cam types of situations where you, you are seeing a real other person and it's real time. Yeah. It's, okay. but they're seeing you and you're seeing right. them. So it's like oh, in that two case, way. yeah, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it comes down to whatever you are comfortable with period. So it doesn't even matter necessarily. Like there's no official line. It's almost like you just have to figure out where your boundary lies and what you think is okay and what you don't think is okay. And then you have to find another person that feels the same way or that will accommodate you and your boundaries. Because I know there are certain people, like I have friends that feel like, you know, looking at porn is cheating, just period. Like mm. that, that if they were to see their boyfriend or husband looking at it, they would be like, how dare you? How, like, why don't you look at me? Like they make it a personal thing, uh, which yeah. I feel like I felt like that at a certain stage in my life when I was in like high school. Yeah. But that, you know, it's, it comes down to like, however you feel is okay. It's just a matter of like, you have to make that clear right. and, you know. Yeah. I feel like it's really hard to have the stance that, um, well, it just, it's so common um, if you think about the percentage of internet traffic that goes to porn sites, uh, it's like so astronomically high. I actually, I wish I knew the stat, but it's like shocking when you hear it. It's like <laughs> half of internet traffic is I'm for porn shocked. sites. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a hard stance to have. You're talking about your, you know, your friends who think that porn is cheating just because it is so common. Yeah. Um, it is, I think, hard to find people who don't watch porn, even if it's just occasionally. Though I know that there are people who don't. I just think that they're in the minority. Yeah. If you look at numbers. Yeah. Um, but I like your suggestion about, and I feel like we always come back to this, and this is like the lesson we're learning, is that communication is so important, right? Like communicating with someone about what your boundaries are, what you're comfortable with. Uh, and I feel like you just have to ask questions as uncomfortable a question as that may be. <laughs> and like, you have to really trust somebody. Yeah. It's like, you're 
gut and your um, your innate senses will tell you everything you need to know about somebody's trustworthiness. And if they're not the type of person that is like lining up in all of their body language, it's like there's a good chance they're, you know, there's a lot more happening than you know. Yeah. So it's like know the person you're with, be able to trust that person. And then like, you know, the day-to-day little types of things are not a huge deal because it's like you at least, at least have a compass for yeah. who they are. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, you know, in the beginning you were talking about different types of porn and like the different, I, I do think that there are different types and levels and that people respond to them differently, but I would recommend, you've probably seen it, but the Rashida Jones documentary, I wish I could remember what it's called right now. Um, but it's about young girls who enter the porn industry really early. Um, and they sort of hit burnout early on. Um, and it's kind of a vicious cycle. So I do feel like, um, having more awareness about what you're watching can be helpful. Um, and it can be a good conversation to have with whoever you're dating or in a relationship with, or if you're in a relationship with multiple people. It is interesting to hear their perspective mm-hmm. on the political side of porn. Yeah. Yeah, which is a whole other topic. But um, worthy of a mention, definitely check out that doc. I think it's called Hot Girls. Oh, wait a minute. I did. I started watching it and then I was like, I don't want to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to watch. It is. Yeah. Um, okay, I have a question. Yeah. How do you feel if you were to advise somebody like, let's say, let's say two people have two different sets of boundaries mm. and how they reconcile something like, for example, okay, I'm going to use myself as an example. Okay. Lap dances. I personally know I have guy friends that take advantage of a lap dance and make it into something that is, in my opinion, like beyond my boundaries. Ah, uh, okay. So it's something that's like not not cool for me. Yeah. But I know a lot of people are like, whatever, you do that when you go to Vegas. How do you feel like you can reconcile something like this? Oh, man. I feel like it's a really good idea to try to ask questions and um, sort of like ask what someone would do in hypothetical situations to understand how they might behave in a certain situation. So tying this into um, work actually. So typically like in the past when I would interview, I would ask questions about their experience and um, if they were fresh out of school, like what they studied um, And I didn't focus that much on behavioral questions. Like if you were in this situation, how would you respond? And I feel like now I've learned that that's a really important thing to do. Um, And I think it's very true of partners too. So. um, That's smart. Yeah. I feel like it's so helpful. You cannot, you know, you'll never really know (laughs) what someone's going to do. But if you trust someone and you have an open line of communication with them, Um, you can sort of have an expectation of how they might behave. And then if something is so off, then, you know, that's something that you have to talk about. Yeah. But I do feel like you do sort of have to, uh, 
get a sense of how people will react in certain situations, you might be totally surprised. And I feel like that's the part. uh, Whenever I've had a friend who's broken up with someone or, I mean, even a friend who broke off an engagement because of how their partner acted in a situation, uh, several of them related to like strippers actually, or like a strip club. Right. Um, it's because they were so shocked. Right. Because they just hadn't had that conversation before. Right. They like couldn't believe it. And so it was, they were just reacting in the moment. That was my long winded response. Yeah. To... No, <laughs> I mean, another question. I have a follow up question. Yeah. How would you react if somebody was to tell you, um, I was wasted. Is that an excuse? Does that like invalidate the act itself? Definitely not. Definitely not. I've seen that situation so many times. Um, I feel like, I mean, okay, there are different levels of being wasted too. There's like, if you are completely blackout drunk Mm -hmm. and doing things that don't align with your values, that's a whole other issue. (laughs) Probably a bigger issue. Um, and that's also a major gray area. Totally. But I feel like if you're just drunk, it's definitely not an excuse. Like people are drunk all the time and still act the way that they, I mean, you have lower, you're definitely less inhibited, but you're still the same person. You still have the ability to choose. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're like blackout drunk. Yeah. But even blackout drunk style. I don't know. Even blackout drunk in itself is like, yeah, it's a bigger issue, which is like, you don't, you don't put yourself in that position. Right. Like you've like put yourself in a position where you've lost control. Yeah. And that in itself is like, you fucked up by putting yourself in that position, period. Like you learn that in college. Right. (laughs) Just just to get over that. (laughs) Or later. Yeah. (laughs) Or later the hard way. But yes. Um, Yeah. So ask questions, communicate. Um, A lot of this is like, like this is stuff that's nice to do, but sometimes it just doesn't always feel as natural to do that early on in a relationship. So how do you find opportunities to have those conversations without sounding like a total lunatic? I feel like you got to just sound like a lunatic. I mean, (laughs) literally it's like, it's never going to feel sexy or comfortable or cool. You just have to be like, look, um, I need you to know this information just so you have it. I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with this. Um, If this happens, like it's going to be something that I will consider, you know, a betrayal. I just need you to know what, what my boundaries are. And you can even just say like, I'm coming from a place of love. I've had some bad experiences and I I care about this enough to like be honest, even though I feel really uncomfortable saying that. And then it's like, it's out there. It's on them to respect that boundary. There's no gray. And I feel like a lot of people secretly rely on the gray. It's like they might not believe it; they're doing it, but a lot of people are like, you know what, though, it's cool. I mean, we never said and Yeah, you know, we never had that yeah. conversation. Yeah. I love that advice, and I feel like the why is so important. Mm-hmm. So following up, not just saying what the boundary is, but then explaining where it comes from. Yeah. Um, and that's usually the part that people can really empathize with, especially if you're with someone who doesn't react well to, like, rules or boundaries being set. Totally. Which I know can be a common thing. And um, they should want to make you happy. 
Like yeah. in the I- ideal situation, they'll be like, I would never want to hurt you, so I will not do those things. If they're saying they, they don't care and that you should get over it, that's probably because they feel powerless. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to do it, but a lot of the times people say stuff like that as a way to like maintain autonomy or, or some feeling like they have control. So I wouldn't necessarily, you know, react to it as, as it is, but you don't, it's not necessarily true. They're not necessarily, they don't want to do that. It's just partly stating like, you can't control me. Like that's where it's coming from. Right. So if this was an interesting episode to you and you enjoyed it, don't forget to hit subscribe. And um, if you like us, we hope you follow us on all social media platforms. We'll just be love is like a plant wherever you look. Um, So Elle, what do you think love is like? I think love is like a good book. It teaches you something about yourself that you didn't know. So true. Very true. Makes me want to read. <laughs> Woo!